yeah. Bonus! Hello, podcast family. This is your unoriginal host, Afton J. Thanks for tuning in to our bonus clips. During this extra time together, I'll share interesting interviews and information that didn't make it into the final episodes. During the creation of each episode, there is always so much extra material, and I want to share it because it's really interesting. But unfortunately, sometimes we just don't have time or there wasn't a place for it in the final cut. These bonus episodes are created to help you learn and laugh a little more. I hope you enjoy. These clips are all from The Early Bird Gets the Worm. During this episode, we talked chronotypes and how sleep affects your daily schedule. In this clip, we talked to a fitness and nutrition coach. We discover the profound effects of circadian rhythms on our overall health. She brings up some great points that we're just not able to get to during the podcast, such as sleep hygiene and how it affects performance. We also talk about another thought-provoking book, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, which I'll link in the show notes if you're interested. So would you consider yourself an early bird or like a night owl? Definitely not the afternoon. Late evening. After two o'clock, you can hang it up. I'm no good. And it doesn't matter what time I got up. Mm-hmm. If, if I stayed in the bed until one, I'm still not going to be any good after two o'clock. <laughs> what are you doing after two o'clock? You're like, you just hang it up and. What are you talking about? Like, but. Yeah. Like what, what kind of things do you do after two o'clock then? Well, sometimes, oh, mm, ride the golf cart, go fishing. Hell yeah. <laughs> Drink a beer. I mean, I don't, I mean, like we don't. When it's when it cuts off in our house, it's like oh, <laughs> I gotta be fishing or drinking well, a beer. Too. Even then, that's gonna be done by like eight. <laughs> <laughs> You're good for like a couple hours in the morning, a little bit of fishing in the afternoon, cut off by eight. Mm-hmm. Welcome to over forty menopause. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way it rolls. <laughs> this is real. <laughs> I mean, this is what you have to look forward that's to. That's exactly right. That's right. Because, I mean, it, it, well, and it's different because in my 20s mm-hmm. and even 30s, like, I was very much a night owl. Like, I could stay up all night long. I could drink caffeine until 30 minutes before I went to bed. I could sleep like a baby and get up four hours later. Like, I, I mean, and I would, I have burned the roads up. Like, I would be up 20 out of 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Work, go to school, had a toddler in a relationship, drove, driving an hour and 30 minutes one way. Like, I did all that stuff. But if I had to do that now, I'd be nope, not doing it. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they talk about your circadian rhythm changes throughout your lifetime. Yes. Yes. And like I said, like, I, I have grown to enjoy getting up early as of late. Yeah, and getting in your own rhythm mm-hmm. and, like, not a set schedule, not working mm-hmm. for the man on the man's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were they were talking about some people get social jet lag where, like, we force people to be awake, like, 9 to 5. Mm-hmm. So if you fall outside of those categories, then you, like, might have an issue, like, mm-hmm. fitting into society, especially, like, night owls who, like, mm-hmm. they stay up all night. Mm-hmm. Well, they, don't, they have to wake up and break their sleep mm-hmm. to get anything done normally. Mm-hmm. And it's weird how things impact that, too, because I worked a second to third split when I was pregnant with my second child. Mm -hmm. And I ended up 
having high blood pressure because I couldn't sleep during the day anymore. Mm-hmm. Like whatever, like that's the whole thing that happens with third shift workers. Um, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it like impacts your like physical health. Yes. Like you can't. I forget what they call it, but it has a name where you can't sleep during the day anymore. And so, like, my doctor had to write for me to go to work on first shift because I was going to be preeclamptic because I couldn't sleep. I wasn't getting any rest during my pregnancy. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Are there any other, like, physical things that you've seen, like, linked to the circadian rhythm or that you know of? Like, you teach your clients or does it affect their workouts or their nutrition? Oh, well, sleep is huge. Yeah. Anyway, but it's a matter of figuring it out. And your sleep hygiene, what we call sleep hygiene, what what does the at one to three hours before you lay down to go to sleep look like? Mm-hmm. What are you doing and how are you preparing your body for rest? And then... Are you allowing ample time for your body to rest mm-hmm. before that? So <clears throat> sleep hygiene is huge when it comes to overall health, wellness, and performance. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you run into problems with that ever? Because mm-hmm. they don't, it's an area that people don't think they need discipline, but you have to be just as disciplined in how you prepare your body for rest mm-hmm. As you are in how you prepare your body for work. That's so interesting. I never thought about that. Like, but obviously, like, as a coach, you mm-hmm. have to think about those kinds of things and how all of this affects mm-hmm. everybody. And it's all linked. And so many times people come and they, you know, like, what what do you want to see happen? And obviously, outside of losing weight, which is most often what we see it's, I need more energy. And when you ask, what does that look like? You know, they'll explain things and you'll say, well, how's your sleep? And it's typically broken or I get up to go to the bathroom or I don't go to bed until late mm-hmm. or whatever that looks like. And so you're like, okay, well, what is your nighttime routine? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? And then when you start to break that apart, well, I lay in the bed and watch TV until I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And then the timer turns the TV off. Like that's one of the most horrible things that you can do for sleep and rest mm-hmm. and regenerate. I mean, cause that's when everything repairs. Mm-hmm. So it once we fix hydration and then we fix sleep, most of the time they feel better and then they can focus more on eating better. And like I have one particular when you when we talk about this, I have one particular client that I think about because she had a horrible like nighttime routine and she wasn't sleeping, she has thyroid issues, so that impacted as well mm-hmm. and all these things and when we really got honed in on what her nighttime routine needed to be and what her sleep hygiene looked like, like it was a game changer for her. It, it improved her mood during the day. It improved her productivity at work in the morning. It, she felt better to get up and eat breakfast where normally getting up and eating breakfast would make her nauseated because she hadn't rested well. Like it was this whole domino effect of events that would happen. That's incredible. I never even thought about like 
very, being very intentional with what time you go to sleep, what time you wake up and how you schedule out your day to make sure that your workouts, your nutrition, your cognitive load is like maximum potential. Well, and that's another thing too, is that you can, you can, you can adapt your rhythm by setting up those things in a time. So if you know that you need to get up at 5 a.m. to be at work by 7 and you know that you need 6 to 8 hours, it's like you work backwards. Mm-hmm. So then when does my nighttime routine need to start? Mm-hmm. And that's how you really figure out. And then once you do that for a period of time, then you've basically reset your rhythm. Just like with me getting up at 430 in the morning, I was sleeping until 9 or 10 o'clock every day. Mm-hmm. And I started setting the alarm. Now, more often than not, I will wake up around 4.15 mm-hmm. before my 4.30 alarm even goes off mm-hmm. because I've prepared mm-hmm. and my body's like, okay, it's time to go now. Yeah, we haven't. So the, the, the podcast that I did, there's a book and it talks about your natural rhythm. It doesn't talk about resetting your natural rhythm over time, which I think is interesting because like there is a time where like, your body will naturally get up, but if you reset it and you're very consistent about it, you will reset your clock, which means you could reset your cognitive loads and what you need through the day. And ah, oh, we didn't even didn't even touch on that. Mm-hmm. I think David Goggins talks about that a lot, if I'm not mistaken. Resetting your circadian Just rhythm. Just talking about that schedule and what your body needs, and you know, and so many times people talk about, well, I don't have time to X Y Z. And it's really more of a, I don't put it in my schedule. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's, it's a, I don't make time. I don't prioritize it. Yeah. Rather than I don't have. Yeah. You know. And I get it. Like there's, there's a lot of people where like you have set things. So it's like you have to do certain yes. things or like mm-hmm. kids or whatever. Right. They'll throw it off. But you're right. Mm-hmm. If it's a priority, then it's a priority. Mm-hmm. You know, you put the kids to bed earlier so you can go to bed earlier. Correct. So everybody can wake up mm-hmm. earlier or whatever. And that was a thing at my house. I mean, we don't have kids in the house, but that was a thing at my house when I started getting up at 430 in the morning. Like my husband is a night owl. He has ADHD. He stays up late until his everything calms down. And I was like... I cannot stay up until 11 and then get in the bed and then need 30 minutes or so to wind myself down to go to sleep to then turn around and wake up at 430 in the morning. Now I've effectively gotten maybe four hours of sleep. Um, And so we actually started going to bed earlier and it, it's been much better, but he also is beginning to feel better because now that's impacting him. Oh, so he's getting up earlier. Interesting. Probably not this week because I'm not there. Because you're not there. He's like, well, fuck it. Stay Mm -hmm. up all night. I don't know what time he got up. Well, he was up earlier today. Well, I say earlier. It might have been like 830 here, so it was 930 there. Yeah. But that's about normal. Yeah. That's about the norm. So Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I I love all of that stuff. And I I have to go back and read the David Goggins book. What? I can't, I'm, um, I mean, I, it sounds very David Goggins-esque where he's like, yeah, get up at 2 a.m. And, and eat 500 eggs. And I know, I know, right? I David like, Jr. in there. Oh gosh, dude. I read the David Goggins book and I feel like I'm like, 
like I can follow some some rules and stuff. And I was like, this guy is fucking nuts. Like there's there's that is like so extreme when yeah. he talks about when he uh when he ran the race and gave himself kidney failure. Yes. I was like, you why, why, you did why, what? Why would you do that? Why did you do that? Like, <laughs> like okay, man. It's your world. We just live. I know, I know. There's another one. It's your world. I'm just living in it. <laughs> we were at um, Goldfit this morning, and the girl's like, "Look, it's not my circus, not my monkeys." I was like, "I want to do that one." It's next. Yeah. This next clip comes from the only night owl I interviewed. He is an entrepreneur, and he can set his own schedule. It was interesting to hear how he sets up his days compared to the research done about owls. If you want to learn a little bit more about owls, then this clip is for you. Um, there's a there's a book called When by Daniel Pink, and he goes into that there are natural ways that our bodies function, and everyone's a little bit different. And so there's morning, there's morning birds, there's or sorry, early birds, there's <laughs> larks, and then there's a third bird, right, or the owl, and then the third bird, sorry. Um, and most people fit into the like third bird slash early morning people. And then very few people fit into like the night owl type of person. But depending on the person that you are, you should do certain tasks at certain times because of your circadian rhythm. Well, what I find is interesting is, and I'd have to go back and look about the night owl stuff because I'm, I'm not a night owl. So I, I don't remember what it said, but there is a cognitive load that you should be putting on your body according to your um, circadian rhythm. And I do think that it calls for your tasks to be your like cognitive tasks to be at night, which is what you said. So I have to go back and take a look at it. But, um, but yeah, that'd be very interesting if you are naturally following that circadian rhythm with what you do when you wake up at 9am. So yeah, I don't like in the morning, I'm very, I'm like not awake. Even if I have caffeine, even if I work out, like my, it's almost like if you gave me the same tasks, you said, hey, today I need you to do these tasks at 8, 9, 10 a.m., but tomorrow I want you to do the same tasks at 8, 9, or 10 p.m., mm-hmm. I would probably one, do it better at 8, 9, or 10 p.m., and two, mm-hmm. be more motivated to do it at 8, 9, or 10 p.m., mm-hmm. uh, which is weird. I don't want to do anything in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, that's funny to think about because now I do like to work out in the morning. I actually really do enjoy that. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't – I think that's mostly because, like, I don't want to break up my day at night. Yeah. Like at, at night, if I'm flowing and working on something, then I don't want to be like, oh, it's 6 p.m., 7 p.m., I got to go work out. And I just like have to break that like concentration period. Um, and so if I get my workout in early, I can essentially work the rest of the day with no interruptions. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So this is like a quick, I, I, I like to do multiple sources, not just single source, but like this is a quick search. And I, from what I remember from the book and from other things I've read, this is kind of true. But um, so it does say that if you're a night owl, we like make you, we force you to conform to a nine to five schedule, just like everybody else. So that can be very detrimental to the night owl who just doesn't, that's not their natural thing. Like you said, like you're really tired in the morning. 
you don't fit into a nine to five job that would like not cognitively be good for you. Um, and it says, yeah, so night owls can enjoy a more peaceful environment with no noisy distractions. So they enjoy that. Uh, they tend to be more sharper and more focused. Um, th- this one was interesting. It does, there is a correlation between night owls and being more social creatures and or having a higher, um, a higher level of alcoholism, but they also are like, well, what do you do at night? Like the things that are open at night are like bars, social things, stuff like that. So that's, so they're like, ah, is it a correlation between drinking too much or is it just like people don't drink at 5 a.m.? So like the, the morning people are not drinking mimosas, you know, so they're having coffee. Um, so that, that could not be a statistical correlation, but it just is something. Um, night owls can concentrate longer and achieve more than early risers. That's an interesting one. And then, um, yeah, traditional jobs and school schedulings are not your thing. But good news is that remote work has solved that issue. Sadly, night owls may face other concerns like mental health issues and metabolic risks. Um, but on the upside, it says a lot of creatives bust out their work at night when it's very peaceful and quiet. So recent research indicates that certain genetic markers decide whether we are naturally inclined to be an early bird or night owl by understanding your chronotype you can plan your work schedule and tasks effectively to utilize your peak performance periods. So this is what they're talking about where like people just don't follow these or understand these. So they're not getting the most out of their productivity. But if you understand your chronotype and your specific sleep schedule and or how your body functions, then you can like take advantage of that throughout the day and be the most productive you can be. So. I like it. Fun fact. I also know like if I get on a project like I will, I could stay up until like 2 or 3 a.m. until it's finished. Mm-hmm. But like, if I get on a project at like 9 a.m., I'm like, oh, I need to take a break. I need to like go eat lunch. I need to like, I need to go get an energy drink. I need to go like, for whatever reason, I can sit in front of the computer at night for hours and never mm-hmm. get up. But in the morning, like I have this craving to like get up and break it up and like get distracted and Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, very, very strange. Yeah. Okay. I really appreciate you answering those. Those were really good. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. That's a wrap for today. I'll leave you here with these intellectual snacks to think about. And you can tell me what you think by leaving us a comment on the podcast or sending us an email to myunoriginalthoughtpodcast at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. And as always, like and subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss a new episode. We'll see you next time. And as always, keep being inquisitive.